Into the Apex is back on the road in 2022, beginning with the 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. We'll be trackside for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, FIA World Endurance Championship, GT America, and NTT IndyCar Series. Visiting Sebring, Mid-Ohio, Watkins Glen, VIR, Road Atlanta, and the streets of Nashville. For the full schedule of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. The world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. And it's Into the Apex with your regular crew, Patrick, Rob, Bradley, and Tyler. And we're joined tonight by a special guest joining us from Team Hardpoint uh, and Operation Motorsport. And that is Elliot Whitfield. Elliot is a U.S. Army Sergeant, first class retired. And uh, we met him at Daytona. Uh, in the cold, uh, in, the, in the busy pit lane and paddock uh, with Team Hardpoint. Uh, Elliot, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so I want to start with your uh, military service, and that kind of led you into uh, Team Hardpoint and Operation Motorsport. Uh, and so I know you've been you've been with the Army for quite a while, up until just very recently. Uh, yeah, so pretty much I've been in the Army for about 23 years. Um, I'm currently in transition because I'm on a terminal leave, so I'm officially retiring. Uh, so when I finish my terminal leave, it'll officially be 24 years of service that I've wow. uh, have served. Um, wow! Yeah, so it's been a long time, <laughs> a long road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and your interest. So Operation Motorsport, we'll get to that uh, and how you got involved with them. But your interest in motorsport, I know you're interested in cars in general. Uh, we talked r- briefly in the pit lane at Daytona about some of that. Uh, where'd your interest in motorsport? When does that come in what, as far as driving and, and viewing it? Um, pretty much as a kid. Um, it's pretty much started, I would say. I mean, I grew up in a little small town out in uh, Georgia, so I didn't have cable or anything like that. So I pretty much only could watch uh, what came on the local channel. So that was pretty much NASCAR and like IndyCar. Um, oh, yeah. But that's where it kind of started for me, just watching that type of racing. Um, as I joined the Army, you know, that kind of took precedence. And as I went right. to different training exercises and stuff like that, I didn't get to watch as much. Um, but I slowly got back into watching it. Um, I started riding motorcycles, so that added to, to the <laughs> of sports. Um so four wheels or two wheels kind of um, motorsports, it um, was my thing. I, Cause I actually got out the army for a period of time to try to pursue that dream as a, oh, wow. yeah. So I got out and I actually was going to school for automotive technology. Um, nice. The dream was to be in NASCAR, working on the cars, building them or to have like a custom shop, you know, building, cut classic cars or whatever so um in one form of another it's always been about cars so yeah the the adrenaline rush of driving and riding and being at the track i mean you you know that firsthand being there right literally right at the action yeah the adrenaline rush of all of that yeah you get a little taste and you just you become hooked on it yeah there's an energy for sure yeah definitely and uh so um 
as far as Operation Motorsport and getting involved with them, um, there's some an organization that we've been aware of for a while now. And um, when did you first kind of get get in touch with them and kind of link up with them to get uh, to where you were with uh, Hardpoint here? Um, so, so actually, it was last year. So I went to uh, the SRO round at VIR, and I kind of saw their booth and was just talking to them and whatnot. And um, I actually, uh, one, actually one of their volunteers, he's active duty on Fort Bragg also. Um, and they're, and uh, he's a pilot. So me and him, we talked pretty much that weekend because um, they had their booth set up the whole weekend. So I was there for the whole Saturday and Sunday. Um, so that's kind of first found out about them and, you know, what they do. Um, and then... So I kind of checked out their website and all that stuff. I was like, okay, okay. So then <laughs> when EMSA round came up for VIR, I was like, I wonder if they're going to be there. I wonder if they're going to be there again. So I went to went to that race. Um, they didn't have their booth set up. But what happened was uh, I actually ran into him at that race as I was leaving the Saturday. So the races were over Saturday, and I was heading, you know, leaving to go head to the hotel for the night. And I heard my name and I'm like, who out here know me? So, <laughs> and I saw him, like, hey, what's up? So he was like, hey, you're going to be here tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, just make sure you uh, hit me up. And um, so I hit him up Sunday. As soon as I got to the track, he got there. And pretty much I met uh, Tiffany. And actually, I just kind of hung out that day and kind of got to do some things that they were doing that day. And uh, got to talk to her, Diesel. Um and uh, I'll probably say, what, a few days later, I did a, I filled out the benefic uh, beneficiary application. And then next thing I know, Petit Lamont. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, on, I was working with Hardpoint uh, for wow. Petit. Um, that was my first event working with them. Um, well, I was going to say, yeah, we were, I think we were at all of those races and just like you, uh, VIR last year at the SRO race, uh, it's also the first time we got to see, uh, operation motorsport. That's where we learned about it too. Um, so we've been trying to help them out as much as we can since then. Yeah. yeah there's, uh, there's nothing like VIR. VIR is like going to racing summer camp when you go through like the trees and it's just all very green. It's, it's something yeah, about VIR. Yeah, yeah. We call it the uh, the racing summer camp is what it feels like. <laughs> I feel like going to summer camp when you go in there. Yeah, it's very nice. And, of course, Hardpoint is based in there. I know you've spent some time there. Yeah. Uh, when you were in the military, I think uh, – I believe you worked in comms in, in part. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the things you, you did? And I know that's carried over now. I mean, you, you use some of that at Daytona even. Yeah. With Hardpoint. Um, so pretty much uh, – Comms is pretty much the um, my main job I've done while in the army. Of course, I had a, cu a couple special assignments, but um, pretty much that's all I've done. Um, and being in my MOS, which is pretty much twenty five uniform, um, for those who might be listening or whatever, they and, you know other army soldiers, so they might know what I'm talking about. But we can be in any kind of unit, so we can go from infantry to armor to fill artillery to even a logistical type unit so we can be in any kind of unit we're not just in certain types of units um but pretty much um what i can see that transfers over is pretty much like being organized and knowing what you have um when it comes to needing to get stuff repaired or having parts on hand when say a cable goes bad 
and you need to have another one to fix the issue that um, right then, that type of stuff there. To me, that that goes with, when it comes to comms, that it doesn't matter if you're in the army or the racing world or whatever, you should always have those type of cables on hand so you you know it can be fixed right away and it's not you're scrambling or having to run over to somebody else to try to get it right. um, i mean it happens sometimes where that you might have to borrow but if you can plan ahead and know that you have it you just go to your stash or whatever and be like hey this is what it is hey it's in this drawer bring me one change it out and you're good to go so um, yeah, always always prepared and keep yep. the team going moving yep. forward so, I, can, I can imagine in, in either either side of things, and uh, and the time in Daytona. So you were at, so you actually were at Petit Le Mans. Uh, were you doing the same? Uh, I know on Daytona, and we'll talk about it in a short time. Uh, you were uh, over the wall doing driver swaps. Were you doing something similar to that at Petit? No, in Petit, I pretty much just assisted uh, doing tires. So pretty much uh, going down to uh, Michelin, getting new tires put on, bringing them up um purging them setting the tire pressures um getting them up to the pit lane for them to be ready to go on the car and stuff like that um that's pretty much what i did for petite um and then for daytona yeah it was a little bit different they had different jobs <laughs> yeah. for me so yeah it was different but it was still you know it was still fun something new um so it was still enjoyable and exciting you know especially going yeah. on the wall for the first time oh yeah mm. I, I can't imagine. I mean, describe the feeling of that. I mean, I, I'm sure you've been in situations where you you keep your composure and that type of thing, and that's an experience that you have. But uh, just the meaning of the Rolex 24 to go over the wall on uh, a team like Hardpoint, a, a Porsche team. I mean, I I think any of us would be just thrilled to be there, I doing anything. But I can't imagine the feeling of going over the wall the first time, and it probably doesn't wear out even the fifth, sixth time. Nah, like just being there like and this like from pit lane looking at the like looking out you'd be like man i'm actually here like <laughs> you know because you know i'm thinking i might get the daytona as a fan eventually you know yeah. um but getting there and then looking the opposite direction like okay this, <laughs> yeah people are i think there. i think we all had that exact moment when we were there we were still on like the inside of the wall right like Chris, yeah. Tiffany's always, and then Diesel are always good to get us down there whenever we've been at the races. So we've always been appreciative of them doing that. And yeah, that's the exact feeling I had was just kind of peeking out and around and looking like, up in the stands. Here. And it was nighttime, and there's cars rolling in. They got the LEDs on. Everyone's just focused and running out. And it's just like these little cohesive units. And it's just like there's something really impressive about it. It's like that's why I felt like I'm here and I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> yeah, just there. You're a yeah. fly on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. an appreciation. I can't imagine. I can't imagine getting there and going up. Oh, I'm going to work. Yeah, you that's, know? yeah, that's. And I mean, going through the the, uh, the actual pit lane, it was well. Number one, it was so we were talking with you for a bit there, and there's so much going on there. I can imagine just in the short time we were back there, uh, carts with tires and fuel and everything, and it's so thin back there. Yeah, it, it, was. it pretty much does it stay like that the whole 24 hours? Yeah, it's just people rolling through for, for the different teams, whatever. You know, the other teams might have to do bring tires, fuel. Um, they seem like them those uh, guys from VP Fuel seem like they just constantly bringing bringing drums through there constantly because every time you turn around, you see them like, like okay. Uh, yeah, we had, we all had to try to not get run over as we were talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it's wild. 
Yeah, it was, um, it was busy back there. Super busy. What's it like in in the for a twenty four hour like that? So you uh, there's you know you're only you're kind of going out during the driver swaps. So there's some time in between. What's it like for the crews, especially uh, going into the overnight hours when it's time to try to sleep? Do do you actually get sleep when you're working on the crew for the whole twenty four? It was like napping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much for for the rest of the guys. I probably might have got a little bit more naps in than them because they had to do every pit stop where me, I'm only, you know, kind of dealing with when the driver changes or or say maybe they might need me to do step in in case somebody had to go do something else. But um, we all pretty much was trying to just get naps in where we could. Um, so I said a good thing about it, you at least knew you probably was going to get about 30 minutes because usually it's about 45 minutes per, you know, before they need to come in to get fuel or whatever. So, yeah. you know, you probably could at least get about 30, 45 minutes, but you hear on the radio, hey, 10 laps, we're going to pit. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, 10 laps, uh, let me know when it's three. How many how many minutes does it take to get around the course of yeah, the car? Basically the channel, like, I have this long estimated. Okay, yeah, I still got time. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and doing I mean the driver what you were doing there, I've seen uh, I've put some pictures on our Instagram and Operation Motorsport put them up. Uh and seeing what you were doing. I've always been fascinated by the driver changes in any endurance race. Uh, because it's it seems like I mean the rest of the pit stop is kind of like clockwork and, and things happen. But to me, there's so much that could happen getting in and out, getting the seat there, getting everything, you know, belted in. Uh, it just seems so hectic. And the drivers with the helmets and all the gear, it's like they can't see. I can imagine it's like kind of like any part of the pit crew. It's like an athletic thing where you got to be in the zone. It's happening so quick and all you've got cars, a, a Ferrari and a Lamborghini running by you. Yeah. Kind of trying to focus on everything going on, on the pit lane. Yeah. And I mean, this, it was my first time doing it. So, I mean, I didn't get to practice with them till I actually got down to Daytona. So, um, oh, wow. It was it was interesting, especially when you I got bet. drivers of different heights and stature, oh, yeah. um, drivers that use inserts and drivers that don't, you know. So, um, you know, you have all those. You have to remember who uses the insert, who don't. You can't mm -hmm. forget to take the insert out. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, it was a change made to where the radio plug-in was located. So that, you know, that got moved um, before, you know, beforehand, before the race and whatnot. So just rethinking, okay, it's not here anymore. It's here. So knowing, you know, just kind of replaying everything in your mind, making sure everybody knew exactly where it was moved to, where it was going to be. Um, it wasn't that much of a change, but it was just a location change, but still making sure people was mindful of that. Um, but I mean, it was interesting. And yeah, um, if I, if that's something I continue doing through the season, I yeah. think it'll just get better. Um, Cause yeah, you want to do it fast, but that adage about slow is fast, you know, yeah. it's about yep. being slow, slowing yeah, down and smooth as yeah um to me that's really important with that because um trying to move too fast 
can mess it up. So like, especially when the drivers get out, they have to make sure the belts are in certain locations. I have to grab a certain belt to make sure it doesn't get caught behind the driver once they're getting in the car. So um, just being mindful of certain things they have to do, I have to do, um, was just part of it. And that's what I just tried to keep, you know, remember every time it was my turn to go out there. Hey, I got to make sure I, I hit this, I grabbed this, yeah. you know, so. Oh man, it's making yeah. me anxious. I, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, it's, you, you try to, re- you say, yeah, we try to remember that yet at the same time, I would imagine it almost has to become a mindless task yeah. because you have everybody's operating in perfect sync on a pit stop. Everything's coming so fast. There's, there's dangers involved in that as well. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it all contained right there in the stall and then it has to be perfect to get you don't lose time everything's yeah nothing's wrong when the car gets out i mean i can only imagine uh the stress of of doing that but also the satisfaction yeah. when everything goes good yeah yeah, yeah. It's a good that's, oh yeah that's, i can just imagine you wouldn't want to be the guy who's like turns into the guy in the bad serial killer movie like trying to get the keys in the door, <laughs> trying to grab stuff and you're fumbling and everyone's sitting there watching you just like uh, oh my god i'm getting like all sweaty just thinking about this don't have me do that i'll be choking <laughs> doing but that, the, in that I mean, cold the that night um, the teamwork of it i can only imagine uh what it's like on a race any any race even a two-hour race but a race of that length to kind of have each other's back and i imagine that that translates from the military environment too yeah is having each other's back not leaving anybody behind being shoulder to shoulder in any situation yeah. looking out for the person next to you. I can imagine that translates really well in that type of team event. Yeah, it does. Um, and, and hard point they're they're great. Like, I mean, this is my second time being with them. And like, when I, uh, showed up, it's like, Hey, what's up, man? Like, it's like, you know, it's like, they know me forever almost. Um, yeah. it's just the environment there. Like it, it reminds me of, you know, uh, being in the military, because for one, you know, the owner, Rob, he, you know, he, if you didn't know, he was prior military, he was in the Marine Corps. So, I mean, when I'm there, I feel like I'm at home anyway. So, yeah. I mean, and everybody's friendly. We talk, we joke, you know, so I, I, I just feel at home with those guys. Yeah, we we've pulled for them all year, uh, knowing that they're they're basically at our home track, so we we would consider them our home team here in North Carolina. Yeah, being at VIR and 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 that uh, awesome team, awesome place. Um, uh, are you going to be with them at Sebring coming up in March? I think that's the plan. Um, ah. So I mean, I'm hoping I'm with them for the whole season. So yeah, that yeah. would be sweet. Yeah, so. I would yeah. I would enjoy that very much. That would be very awesome. Um, so your interest, uh, as I understand, your interest is in uh, so coming from comms in the military. Uh, your interest now is in kind of working in data analysis of motorsport. Yeah, kind of translating some things over. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your kind of interest in that? Um, it's kind of the stuff you're hoping to do. I know there's a, there's a ton of data. Yeah. In motorsport, even the sim racing, the data is unreal that that's collected and how it's translated over. I'm sure that, I mean, that type of thing is, is very valuable. Uh, yeah. So, cause right now I currently go to Fayetteville state and, um, I'm pursuing a degree in information systems analytics with a minor in data science. So, um, I'm trying to use that and bring it to, mm. you know, being motorsports. Um, it's, it's just crazy that how 
if you go back a few years, what no data now, all of a sudden it's yeah. all this data. Like, oh, yeah. it's just so, it's just crazy when you like being in Daytona and looking at the time and stand and like, yeah, got all these monitors and they got their computers and you looking like, okay, yeah, you get all this stuff <laughs> with the cars is actually driving right now. So, yeah, I mean, you're getting live telemetry right now. You know, it's just crazy how far racing has come when it comes to data and i mean even look at nascar now they're starting to do the same thing now you know so it, it's it's it just seems like regardless of what form of racing it is they're using some form of data now to try to make the car perform better because i mean what nhra they went from what carbureted to fuel injection now especially on the pro stock cars because that's my favorite class in nhra is the pro stock so oh, yeah. i know they went yeah. from carbureted to um electronic fuel injection now so they're using data now to try to make those cars perform better so like that is just yeah. it's just what it is now everybody's the way of life yep yeah walking through the pit lane at daytona i mean kind of glancing in each as you go through it glancing in each uh tent area for each team it's like some of them have monitors, and, and you feel like you're at the stock exchange. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you feel like you're at, Cape, <laughs> you're, you're at Cape Canaveral. They're about to launch a space shuttle. Yeah, really, there are command centers of different yeah. setups in every single one. It's unreal. And uh, it's interesting as somebody that's just kind of a fly on the wall, uh, like we were, to kind of peek and like, wonder what's on that monitor and that monitor. It's insane. Uh, but that would be a very cool thing to do at these events, to kind of be that be at that command post and kind of interpret the data and, and make it useful for the whole team yeah that's very cool well that's what i'm hoping to eventually be doing down the road so yeah very nice um so as far as so i, so I know you've done uh, motorcycles uh, any aspirations to get on track yourself in any amateur form uh, whether it's track days or or champ car or stuff like that um so last year i did a couple track days uh on four wheels um the plan is to try to do more um of course if i could end up driving professionally or in some capacity That's and right. like a rolex 24 that would be a dream like, oh, yeah. for real um but of course it's you know steps and processes to get to that um Oh yeah. So one is for me possibly get on track as much as possible as i can this year um, see what happens. Um, kind of been looking to put together a schedule of different track events that I can get to um, based off possibly what I could be doing with Hardpoint this year and possibly other events I might try to attend like SRO or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Plus, got to look at my school schedule. So, right. and plus, family life. Got to, I got to, yeah. I got to put all that. Yeah. yeah, I got to, yeah. I got to make sure that all everybody get get there. So, um, but yeah, the plan is to to get on track more um, and see where that that part of it goes. Because um, maybe it's not meant for me to be at that level, but maybe me documenting what I do or my journey, you know, inspire somebody else or it gives them, oh, that's what I need to do to do this. Hey, then, hey, maybe I, that's what I'm here for. I don't know, but we'll see. But 
I'm gonna give it a shot. So that that would make some good uh, a good YouTube channel. Actually, that is a good idea. Yeah. So like enthusiast day, you know, track day, champ car. I mean, it seems like there's so much out there to get on track. Yeah. Uh, with just a group of guys and and get the teamwork out and get out there and and do it. Even the 24 hours of lemons or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to ask uh, because, and we ask everybody we've had on so far, uh, some guests, we ha- of course, we do sim racing. We, we cover both uh, sim racing and real motorsport, um, and we are a sim racing team. I have to ask, out of curiosity, have you ever tried the sim? iRacing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I have been thinking about trying it. Um, so um, that's something... Uh, I, don't, I think y'all might have met him, but Chris Walsh, he talked to me about yes. that. Yeah. That's something he does a lot. I've actually watched a couple of his sim races that he does with oh, yeah. Otmo. Um, so I've kind of watched and see how, I mean, they look up, they look so real. Like, it's, it's, you, you're it's thinking you know, done it. It scratches the itch and in a light way, I imagine, but uh, it'll, it'll, it's, it's good time. The Otmo League is awesome. Me and Bradley racing it, and it's, that's some of the best racing I've done. And, in i racing for just those 30 minutes it's an all-out sprint yeah and uh, it, it's a good it's really good time yeah but I, i've i've uh been looking into it and considering it um to kind of when i can't get to the track for real maybe do some of that too so yeah i've been i've been pondering that too so. <laughs> it, it, it keeps you kind of warm it keeps your mind yeah. up, i find it keeps the interest going. Well, I'll say I'll, I'll put this bargain out. If you do decide to get iRacing or get into it, uh, we've got a G29 Logitech wheel and pedals that we'll send you on us if you if you do want to get into iRacing. Okay. So all you got to do is say the word and it's on its way to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, we're, right. we're selling. We're trying to get people into sim right. to race with us. And <laughs> in, in the Otmo League, that would be cool too. Okay. But yeah, we we'll we'll talk more after the show, and we'll we'll get that we'll get you on iRacing. If, if it's the last thing Bradley does, we, it'll be getting. We're, we're trying to uh, proselytize. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say words right now, but we're we're trying to uh, spread the spread, love spread of iRacing and sim That's racing. Right. Spread the love because yeah, there's Rob can tell you after just coming back, he had an extra week in Daytona Beach after we left, mm-hmm. and of course the first thing we did when we when we go to any IMSA race, we're fiending to come back to our rigs and get into the sim. And just experience everything <laughs> from that perspective after watching it as a spectator. And he was desperate to get back, <laughs> even though he was in Orlando enjoying yeah. the ready to get off the roller coaster. I was, was in a much better place with no work and everything. I was having a great time, but all I could think about in the back of my head was like, oh, those bastards are racing with him. <laughs> he sent them his pictures from, from Harry Potter land. And then he also yeah. says, I can't wait to get back he and race. Yeah, was, yeah I can't wait to be in Harry my room. Potter rides and- <laughs> <laughs> um, so overall, being at the twenty-four, I mean, we've kind of we've we've kind of gone through it a bit. Being in the pits, being with the team environment, uh, what was your what was the overall for us? It was our first time down there at all. Uh, it might have been for you, I think, too. Yep. Uh, what was your overall takeaway of the experience of working in the pits, but also just the race itself from a very cool and unique perspective, uh, being with a team and pulling for a team and, and that type of thing. Uh, what's your overall takeaway of the whole thing, the whole weekend? Um. It was it was just a great experience. Um, one thing it did teach me from the team point of view or from the racing side when you're looking at a race like that as a team and endurance race, like 
just because something happens, it's not over. Like, so when we had issues where the car had to go back for repairs and like to get a top 10 at the end, like yeah. that, yo, just because you have issues kind of toward the beginning of the race, don't give up because you never know who else going to have issues toward the end. So, I mean, that that was one because, I mean, you you know, some racing people have issues and they'd be like, all right, it's a wrap. We done. Yeah. But, yeah. Just give up and get discouraged. Yeah. But a race like that where it was 24 hours and you still had time to possibly come back, other people could have had problems. And that's what happened. Like endurance racing ain't about. Yeah, it's about being fast. But to me, it's about being consistent. And then it's about. Um, being able to last so but you also have the chance to make repairs if you need to so that's what we did and we you know pulled out a top 10 at the end so it that was that kind of opened my eyes too yeah so yeah it's like a lot can change over the yeah time. i mean and you even comparing that to petit lamont i mean that's a long race compared to like vir for example yeah but even still that's that's nothing compared to Twice around the clock. Yeah, yeah. and I'd really, until we, we've watched the 24 on TV for years, and I think being there and experiencing the environment of all that, like, I really understood how intense that, how long, 24 hours for that type of race, like, to go at that pace for the teams and the crews to be going and always ready to go over that time. It's, I mean, I can't imagine 2, 3 a.m., you know, the car's coming in. You got to be as on point as you were at, at 1 p.m. the day before. Yeah. It, it's insane. Do you remember? I remember standing somewhere in the infield. We were getting concessions or something, and I felt like we had already been there for like twelve hours. <laughs> and like you look up at the TV, and it's like just hitting that there's twenty hours left, and we were yeah. just like, yeah. "Is this real?" And <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just sitting there drinking. You know what I mean? Like, so I can only imagine people like down and like wonder what I wonder just wonder what the perception of time difference is between someone who's working actively all the time versus people like us who are just standing around being putzes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, did you feel like time was moving slowly, quickly? Did, did it kind of, how'd it go? I don't think I was worried about the time as much because I was kind of looking. So we was able to look at the race down in the pits. Granted, I couldn't hear all the commentating, but when situations would come, I could ask, I asked questions. So like we had just pitted and then a caution came out. So I asked the, um, I asked the the race manager, I said, Hey, if, if you were on the box calling the shots, would you pit again or would you leave the car out? And we just, me and her just had a discussion. So it's kind of, that's kind of like what I was doing. Just like picking picking her brain because she's had she's been doing racing since she graduated college. So wow. um I would just pick her brain in situations like would you know, so would you pick would you pick the car again or would you leave them out to try to jump in front of everybody and get that that um track position, get out in front of everybody. And you know, so she gave me her opinion, uh, I would do this, I would do that, blah, 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 blah. So um, when it came to the, I think the time, I thought more about time as it got closer to the end of the race when I was trying to see if we was going to get um, able to get more positions, like pick up more positions as 
other other cars start falling out because we were some laps down, but we still could pick up positions if we could pass those cars that were starting to fall out. So that's when I think time really became relevant to me because I was like, yeah. we might run out of time. Yeah, yeah. To cat, you know, to make, you know, to make the laps to pass those cars. Um, but I don't think I really cared what time it was because I already knew I was going to be there <laughs> for a while. So I kind, I don't think I really like care what time of day it was. I think I really care how warm I was more than. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was it. That was, that was, that was cool. it. Our Bradley and I's first time in Florida in our lives, and and it was as it was colder than North Carolina. And that's the thing. So think about it. So for me, remember the weekend before it had just snowed in North Carolina. F1, we but, did. That's right. So Fort Bragg was closed that Friday and then over the weekend. Oh, so they closed Fort Bragg that Friday. It snowed Saturday. Sunday was kind of okay. And then, you know, it was back to normal that Monday. So I did everything I needed to do to out process Fort Bragg that Monday get down to Alabama, and then I get on a flight on Wednesday. I get to Florida. I'm like, okay, it's going to be nice. I get off the airplane. For one, I should have known something was up when I got off the plane and it was raining. And then it was just downhill weather-wise after that. I was like, can't escape it, but yeah, it, it like, gave it character. I'll give it that. If like character is the word you want to use, Bradley, that's, yeah, we'll it, it gave it character. It built character. It did a lot of things. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh man, uh, that is a whole different thing. That's that's another cool aspect of being embedded with the team, like Hardpoint uh, in IMSA uh, for such a race. Uh, talking about uh, learning, you know, picking up nuggets of information from the race manager and, and people on the team. Uh, what was it like to uh, to be around the such drivers? You know, Rob Ferriol, uh, Catherine Legg, uh, Stefan Wilson. I mean, there's there's hella drivers on that team. Yeah, uh, hard point for this race. Um, and we've been Catherine Legg fans for years, and, and uh, I can only imagine just being in the pits with them, just casually working on the team. I mean, there's it's got to be just interesting to observe and to learn and to listen uh, with stuff like that. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know, when you see them on TV and, you know, like, oh, my God, oh, my. But they're like, they just normal people like us, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And they love motorsports and racing just like we do, you know what I'm saying? They just was able to have the opportunity to go actually go out there and do it, you know what I'm saying? But I like working with them, um, you know, especially while we was practicing and everything, doing the driver changes, you know, we talked about, you know, this and that, like what could work better, what, you know, I really enjoy working with them. Um, so it was, I just loved the whole day, experience down in Daytona for the 24. It was just, I don't know, it was just crazy for me. Something special. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, you could say that, special. Very, yeah, very much. Um, Rob, Patrick, uh, you do, as we wrap up, uh, anything from you guys, any questions? How cold did you get? <laughs> how, how, cold how cold did, did you get? How cold was it like in the middle of the night there for you? Oh my and how were you staying warm? On, on a level of uh, five, what, a scale of one to ten hot hands. <laughs> yeah, how many hot hands? <laughs> Man, it was, I mean, the good thing is I had, I had a nice coat to keep me warm, yeah. but 
when I was trying to sleep, they had got us some blankets. So I just threw that over yeah. my head and sat in a chair and tried to go to sleep. There you go. And I saw, I think I saw a picture of you under the blanket with some of the crew guys. Yeah. Um, so, hey, I mean, I didn't slip on the ground before. I didn't. So yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that's, that's not, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, the only difference was I wasn't in a sleeping bag. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we appreciate so much uh, you're joining us uh, as we wrap up. I mean, uh, for any veterans out there that may tune into this episode in particular, uh, that may be coming to the end of their time in, in the military and whatever the branches and in whatever country even, um, any message to them as they try to uh, figure out what to do next, where to go next? I know that's something that you're you're doing now and have been doing. And hopefully you, you found that in motorsport uh, to some extent. Uh, and in your education to try to get into motorsport and do something unique there. Uh, any message or any words words for those folks that might tune in? Um, yeah, I mean, if um, if you're a person who's interested in motorsports, um, I would just say go to uh, Operation Motorsports website and check it out and see if it's um, something that interests you. Um, Diesel and Tiffany, they're great. I mean, Diesel, he's he's a former, you know, Canadian soldier. He served over 30 years himself. So he, you know, he's on, he understand where you're coming from. Um, so will Tiffany being his wife, um, while he served. So, you know, they're, they're a military family and they came up with this idea of how to support soldiers, Canadian and, you know, American soldiers. So, or service members, veterans. Um, so just check out the website. Um, and I, I, if you got any questions for me, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my email is uh, ElliotWhitfield at gmail.com. Um, if you want to ask me my experience, um, I have no problem talking to people, telling them what I've, you know, what I've done, my experience so far, because I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I never thought I would have an opportunity like this, and they, and they've made it somewhat of a reality for me. Um, I'm hoping it, you know, can open some more doors for me and I can actually have a career, you know, in motorsports, you know, something I've always dreamed of doing. So I, I like what they're doing and I'm going to support them any way I can. Um, so hopefully as I um, continue my journey in the motorsports, I can find ways to promote Operation Motorsports for them to get the word out there for them. So, yeah, that's all I got, guys. Uh, thanks so much. That's Elliot Whitfield, U.S. Army Sergeant First Class and member of uh, Team Hardpoint for the Rolex 24, Petit Le Mans, and, and hopefully the rest of the year. It was a privilege to meet you in person in the pit, uh, pit lane there on a busy, cold night. Yep, privilege to have you, you here with us in the virtual studio. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at the track at some IMSA events this year. Hope so. Hope so. It was nice Maybe to a virtual track. Too. Maybe a virtual track if Bradley if Bradley gets he'll, he'll keep I hitting planted you up. the seeds. He'll keep hitting you up. He's gonna get, he's gonna make it happen. Hey. <laughs> we'll see you in the Otmo League. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Elliot Whitfield joining us. We'll be right back on into the Apex. Setups. Whether you love them or hate them, they're one of the most important elements in sim racing. However, so many of us don't have the time to painstakingly tweak every value to create a good setup. Never mind the hours of work required to find game-breaking exploits to make you even quicker. The Coach Dave Academy has created competitive iRacing setups developed by professional sim racers and engineers that are designed to enhance your performance in the most popular sim racing game in the world. Receive new setups for iRacing season car and track combinations every week. 
giving you the time and pace to be able to focus on racing on the track rather than being sat in pit lane. All of the setups follow real driver feedback and come with MoTeC data and replay files, helping you improve not just your car setups, but also your driving technique. The best part? When you sign up, the first week is free, which means you can test the setups for yourself before committing to a monthly membership. Check them out at coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. That's coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what's important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. That's greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit alienawards.net. That's alienawards.net. Finally, this episode is also brought to you by Bad Weather Brewing Company. Located in St. Paul, Minnesota, Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused Right Stout. And some of the best designed cans you'll see, by the way. For the tab list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. Proud sponsor of the Mad Sim Racing TC Sport Sprint Series in 2022. Back on into the apex with the guys in the remote studio. Uh, again, thanks to Elliot Whitfield for joining us tonight in the first half of the show. That was a great spot. And uh, Rob, I think, I, I mean, I don't know what the other guys have paid attention to. Bradley, what, what could you tell me about Formula One livery car reveals? Uh, I've seen a couple. I've seen uh, the uh, the Haas one. I've, I've, I saw something on Facebook come up about the Aston Martin. It looked, it looked nice. I've seen a lot of these. Well, I've got it pulled up for you here. I've seen a lot of comparison pictures of the 21, 22 versions of the cars side yeah. by side to highlight the differences. Well, so, so Rob, I, I aimed at you initially because you and I are usually the ones talking F1. Patrick, uh, what, where do you, I guess I should pause and get clarification from Patrick. Where do you stand on Formula One, Patrick? I don't think, I feel like I rudely kind of gloss over you. But yeah, I what the hell, man? Know. Where do you stand on F1, Patrick? I I have a little more knowledge than I did say this time last year. Thanks, that and was I, great. That's good. Just joking. Sounds better. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like he's going to win the fantasy league. Yeah, the fantasy. No, league. I no, I just means I'm going to beat you, Bradley. Your your team is just going to be is going to be kind of in my element because yeah, last year it was not in my, out, of my, out of my element. Not so in this my year element. it's going to be kind of my element. And then my team name was where am I? I thought this was a Wendy's, so now I'm going to say. Not my, the my best. New, yeah, my not, my new not team the best name. Comedy, yeah, my way. my new team name is going to be. I found Arby's. Mine's well. Mine was going to be. Where's the beef? There you oh, go. Jesus. Um. So would you? Uh, well, I know you were watching the races more, Patrick, because yep. uh, it, there was 
certainly at the especially the final races of the season and the F1 season in 2021, uh, the group chats that we all had going were very entertaining places to be. Uh, talking Rob off the ledge when it looked like Max Verstappen might not be the champion, uh, the elation and the shock. I mean, how many times the word wow would be in these group chats about the F1 races? I mean, it was it's a cool experience. It's an interesting one in North America because the races are early in the morning generally. Uh, so it's a unique, we've talked about that. It's a unique experience to wake up early, drink your coffee and watch Formula One. Because typically in North America, when you're, we have some kind of appointment television for sports uh, or, or competitive events. It's in the afternoon or it's in the prime time in the evening. Uh, but with F1 for the, for us, uh, it's a morning breakfast activity, which I kind of for like. when it's in North America. Well, well yes, yeah. yes. And I actually, I don't like that at all. I agree with Tyler. Yeah, I don't I, like it when it's I, in the I, afternoon. Yeah. I like it with breakfast. There's something about that. Formula one and coffee. Yeah, that is true. Irish Probably coffee. Yeah. Irish coffee. Yeah. Irish coffee. <laughs> <laughs> just the caffeine <laughs> elevating the experience. Well, if you really want to just be a, yeah, if you want to get to the meta, of it. if you want the meta, not the meta again, <laughs> not again. not another uh, night of the meta, Bradley. God damn it! Your favorite Formula One team? Go. My favorite Formula One team right now is McLaren. Ah, I'm with you, but. I have gained a new respect for Aston Martin this week. Uh, I feel like, well, mine. I hold on, hold on. I feel like th- that those are bandwagon picks because only those are two out of the three livery reveals. No, no, it, it, it's, no it's, it's, it's a car reveal. It's one of that's one the car, car reveals. reveals. Yeah, here's the thing. When I say that, I mean that regardless of the stupid, ooh, I'm going to reveal my car and I'm going to show a freaking livery picture. That's a bunch of crap. That's not a reveal. It's the, the Haas one looks the same as last year. It, it does. They do mostly look the same as you, last I mean, year. It's well, just on a different body. I feel like they, car. to an extent they should look similar. Yeah, but maybe a weird thing. I, the thing is that they market them as car reveals. And never like some of them like will say when it's actually happening. You're watching the event. It's a livery reveal. But when you look at the stream, it says like RB18 reveal. The RB18 is the car. The way they made it to reg- in regulations for the season. It's not the paint that's on which, but we already knew what it was going to look like. So, what's the reveal? The reveal, well, the car- no, you don't know what's going to look. You haven't seen what Red Bull's car actually is. All you're seeing yeah. with the three Aston Martin's the only one who actually has shown what their car is. All the exactly. other ones are just the showroom car that yeah. F1 made. Teach, teach Bradley, Rob. Teach so they're just they're just livery reveals, they're not the actual cars because any they're all more or less thinking that they have some sort of edge. This is the biggest thing about F1. Like, why does Haas compete for so many years coming in 19th and 20th every time? Because that one time you hope you're going to get around the regulations when a big new sweeping thing comes in and it's a new era and you're going to become a competing car. So some people are probably just holding their cards close to their chest right now because they still feel like they might have something that other teams don't. We saw so, with, so we, we could, saw it with Braun GP. So, so what you're saying, Rob, is we could see a huge shakeup this season. You, from the well, status quo. you should, but you don't know. Like some teams just yeah. clearly have the best people. Yeah. You know what I mean, like no one really is considering that Mercedes is going to make some design choice. That's going to plummet them to the bottom. Right. If they, you know made, I mean? they were successful the one time they, I mean, I would imagine they're going to be successful. Yeah, They know how to buy it. Just, it's going to be interesting to see when, how a bunch of different teams of engineers read a set of words and what that comes into real life looking like. Their whole their whole interpretation of what the yeah. regulations are 
for this new yeah, car. Blended blended with what each of their drivers want from it yeah. based off their own driving styles. So it's like it's just really interesting to see how people think of that and put it into real life. So that's gonna be the biggest thing this time. So these car reveals, uh Rob, I mean I see a lot of hype about these on social media and, and Instagram, Twitter, internet. Um, a lot of hype about them. There's obviously a lot of pomp and circumstance, and they're market. I mean, you know, they're marketed well, and that's what the folks that are doing the marketing are paid to do, and they're pulling it off. They're they're doing these live streams with very suave people hosting, and it's very very beautiful, nice presentation. It's what you would expect. Uh, but are are these things that you're you're fired up about necessarily, or is this just kind of an appetizer to getting back to formula one racing and you're just i'm super fired up i'm fired fired up up. the aston martin it had speed holes come on i like the aston exactly pairs are gonna look great i think the aston so i've got a picture pulled up here for bradley of the aston i think bradley had seen it looks Um, nice the green aston martin words and there are some lines edge lines that are really really light yes the other F1 car I, didn't have lines. Right. I like that bright, that bright green, neon green. I'll tell you what I like. The more slim profile on the tires. That's what I like about the uh, the new F1 car. Yeah. 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 It, lo- it looks, yeah. The, it, the car itself is just somewhat smaller. If you look at a picture of me, it's a different, if you look at uh, comparisons. Uh, the Red Bull livery, that came out. Uh, Bradley, I've got the Red Bull pulled up. I mean, do you see anything that, it looks the same. It looks, to me. It looks about I mean, the same I, w- I would need to look at both yeah, the uh, it, it, 21 it, and 22 side by side to know the difference. It's about yeah, it's the same. not yeah, much it's different, like, in my opinion. And the Haas, I mean, I see no difference. Yeah, again, it's the Russian flag. Russian yeah. flag. Yeah. Ha- the Haas F1 car is about to invade Ukraine. It's about all there is to say there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting F- Formula One season in Europe. Yeah, well, the Russian yeah, if, there's any, if there's any disruptions or troubles as a result, yeah. there is a rush, typically a Russian Grand Prix in, in Sochi. But imagine Sochi. that's probably not going to happen. Ah, yeah, if, they, if that happens, politics. Are, yeah, it's yeah. An interesting. Time. Not not really our realm of expertise here, but <laughs> nope. it's current. We're, we're relevant current events. Folks. Next week on the Apex, a, a, a political scientist. Yeah, Join we're gonna us. we're gonna discuss the uh, annexation of Crimea. Okay, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> riveting. It does. Um, Today, uh, Friday, as we do this episode, uh, McLaren did their big. That's a nice one. Circumstance. That's so. Nice so one. McLaren, uh, obviously, the so here's the interesting thing with them. I mean, McLaren has inc- they have increased their stake uh, in the IndyCar team, Era McLaren SP. So McLaren more than ever uh, has a big stake in that. So McLaren did a really big reveal today. They did the F1 car, IndyCar, something E something. I don't know. Nobody was really excited about that. Uh, but the, so to me today with McLaren, it was the F1 car and it was the IndyCar. Uh, I'm huge Pato fan. I like Aaron McLaren in the IndyCar series uh, and, and follow them quite a bit. So I was really uh, excited to see what they did, did with that. Uh, I like uh, social media seem to have mixed feelings. I like the McLaren live, uh, cars for 2022 in both series uh, because what they've done, they, they did have a darker blue subtle difference i mean the papaya color is still prominent uh, but they had a darker blue and they've lightened that up to that golf mclaren uh you guys are familiar with the golf mclaren livery right yes 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 okay bradley yes are you just saying that no i've seen it okay i, I do know so it's it it's that is a really popular design I'm just saying the golf Mc- i'm just checking i'm testing uh that's a very popular design popular car 
people wish that that were the one that was there for the whole year. Um, I think this is a nod to that. And, and I like this color combination. I think that's the interesting thing. It would be the color combinations. And I think that Aston Martin did that, did a tweak and it really pays off. And I think the McLaren did that tweak and it paid off. Uh, and, and then you get Bradley, have you seen the Indy cars? Did you see those? No, today? I have not. All right, New Indy car liveries. Let me get Bradley the Aero McLaren. Are they just the Aero McLaren? Or are they all available? Uh, no, just the Aero McLaren today. I mean, other other Indy car liveries have been released, but I mean, I'm not a like, McLaren fan. Okay, well, that was a nice. Wait, that was a nice Formula you, One livery. I like the that. color combination. Wait till as well. you see. Wait till you see. Oh hell! There's but a, I'm a I'm a Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan fan. Yeah, Bradley. Why are you a Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan fan? Uh, well, two reasons. Yeah, tell us the the connection. I Graham Ray Hall. I don't. I'm. Will admit I'm fairly new to IndyCar fandom, I and mean, I've obviously watched. Wait till, it, he, wait till you go to the Bradley's going to go to the Indy 500 right. this year. Yes. Just just wait. Yes, but uh, wait. My, honestly, the the two reasons I have I chose them as my IndyCar team as a fairly new fan, following fan of IndyCar, is uh, the connection to the BMW team RLL, which is okay. was has always been my, at least since they existed, my favorite GT team, mm-hmm. um, but also. I like David Letterman a lot, so okay. why not? Okay, and I really would love to see him at a track. I guess if I'll, I guess I'll actually allow shows that. up. I guess cool. I'll allow it. That would be. I mean, I just like that he's a cool yeah, guy. He's, yeah, a, yeah, he's a funny yeah. guy. It's a Midwestern, yeah, homegrown American team. There you go. I'm fine with that. Uh, so I've pulled up for Bradley the Aaron uh, Patrick. Pull this up if you haven't seen him. You may have. Uh, yeah, I have it pulled up right now. We, we got alternate schemes here. We so Pato's car looks pretty much similar to Pato's car last year. But they've integrated a little stripe of that light blue that's in the F1 cars. Now, uh, and Pato, I, I mean, let's face it, Pato is probably the A driver and Felix is the B. Uh, is that controversial? Anybody? Anybody have a. Uh, I agree 100%. Because nobody's, nobody's talking about Felix Rosenquist going to the F1. Team. One and one oh. A. Well, do what? One and one A is what I would say there. Yeah, they're, yeah, I mean that's a nice fair. way to it's say. More fair. Don't call somebody a B human no, being. Rob, God, that's a nice way. That's still a nice way of saying exactly yeah. what I was going to say. You're exactly. A, you're I'm, I'm nice. You're not. That's the whole Great point. Canadian. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pato's going to be at McLaren F1. Let's face it. Future world champion. <laughs> Future world champion. I don't know about that. Just because uh, I met. Just because I got to get there first. Yeah, is Max and George just like hanging it up anytime soon, or and Lando? <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait. You're, you're bursting his bubble. Pato bro. signed my McLaren hat. Did he? Now? So that settles it. Okay. He also signed. Fan, he signed I'm some a, pieces of paper that you could collect I'm, on I'm, your own. I'm a fan. Bradley's a realist. I'm a fanboy. B O I. Yes. Fanboy. Um, so, so one thing I I noticed a small detail that I like about these is also I I always I love alternate schemes that are the same, obviously with different colors. Love them. I love them. Okay. But. <laughs> Uh, even down to the the color on the rim, small amount of rim on the wheels. Oh, that's very detail oriented. One is the McLaren, like that baby blue, and the baby other is the Carolina orange. Blue. Yeah, the orange yellow. Yes, yeah, it was Carolina blue. Golf, golf blue. Yes. So I mean, that's even that small touch. I like that. I liked it a lot. I like the arrow. I like Pato's car, but I think I really, honestly, the best car uh, is Felix's car. The views primary car because it features a lot of that light blue golf color with the papaya and the black i feel like i feel like the indy cars look better than the f1 cars is that controversial to anybody that i feel like the aero mclaren two indy cars look better than the f1 design 
Anybody? Just for McLaren, yes. I think I yeah, hate yeah, yeah, McLaren yeah. livery. I didn't on the F1 cars. Just something about it. Well, I didn't hate it. It's strong. It's I don't just, hate it. I didn't like it though that much either. Like it's yeah. just I'm indifferent. But I really, like it. I really like it on the Indy cars though. Yeah, the Indy cars. I like the Halo, the arrow screen better than the Halo for number one. I think the 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 arrow screen looks really good. I like it. Looks it. awesome. Yeah, I I like it so much better. I mean, the Indy lights have halos. Uh, the now the the indie pro two thousands have halos as I believe. Uh, so there'll be a lot of halos in the support series. Uh, but the arrow screens, just something cool about them. I've seen, seen them up close several times last year. Uh, it makes, I mean, seeing these liveries, it gets me fired up about Indy, Indy car. Uh, it makes me want to go to St. Pete in just like a few weeks. Uh, but so far it's Barber is going to be the first one, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving these, these reveals. What What's next, Rob? Do you, do you know what, I mean, I barely follow these reveals. I just kind of let them happen. I forget who's next. I didn't really make a mental note of who was going first because after I saw the first one, I just kind of assumed that they were all going to be crap. Aston Martin's only one like said that really kind of caught me off guard. I don't know the next one is, though. It's like a cheap appetizer to me. That's how I view it. I'm not that pumped up about any of these. I want to see the race. Yeah, there's nothing. I want the race. It's just a picture of a livery and a car. Well, Aston, I well, Aston, we saw it on track to, yeah, so you yeah. can hear it. Yeah. That th- give me more of that, please. Yeah, Aston exactly. That's an actual car reveal. Yes. You can listen to the car. You can see it because there's a, there's a significant, fairly significant size difference in these cars. Uh, they've, they've shrunk them down just a bit. Uh, so that's interesting to me. Uh, it, it, I mean, it takes me back to when I first got into F1, the cars seemed really compact. Uh, I honestly, I loved the look of the cars when I got into it in what was that 2008? Let's look up for, for Bradley's sake as an amateur, because as I recall, 2008 was when Bradley was laughing at me for waking up early for Formula one races, as a matter of fact, uh, and look at him now he's all in there. We get him now the Vodafone McLaren Mercedes, the 2008 Ferrari of Kimi Raikkonen with the cigarette pack, um, bar thing on the wing <laughs> the, the marlboro the uh yeah the marlboro uh psyops uh, that were going on there uh, i loved the look of those but they look at them they were very aerodynamic looking they were very small they seemed very nimble and then the gin that that came in with the braun gp domination seemed very long and just kind of odd i didn't really care for the wings the back wings were very Tall and thin. I, I didn't like fat them. tire. I don't think I've ever seen a gen that I didn't like. Uh, I, Rob's easy to please. That that yeah, early really era, when Michael Sh- when Schumacher was driving with Nico Rosberg, the looks of those cars didn't care for him. I like this F1 car this year. I like it. It's curvy. Oh yeah, this year is fantastic. <laughs> if well, like that, I guess you only have one car to truly go off. But if they look yeah. anything like the Aston Martin, it's going to be a wicked yeah. year just for looking at them. So, well, I so mean, for, so for car reveals, I'm looking. I'm just looking up on February 14th. AlphaTauri is going to release theirs. Uh, the following day, Williams is going to release theirs on the 15th. On the 17th, Ferrari is going to be releasing theirs. I bet it will uh, be all red. Of course, no. Mercedes. That there might be a big change with their livery this year, color wise, and it could have a block, a black dominance. Oh boy! Yeah, um, Mercedes Ooh. is going to debut theirs on the 18th. 
Alpine will be on the 21st, and Alfa Romero would be on the 27th. Alfa Romero? George, yeah, it's George Romero's Rome- team. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie liveries. <laughs> Tell me some, read more team names to me, Patrick. Uh, yeah, read more. Oh, more don't, names. you're going on him, Mr. Giovinazzi. What's, what's the name of that? Yeah, Giovinazzi. What, yeah, Giovinazzi. <laughs> uh, what's the name of that Ferrari team that was at Daytona? Risi what? Risi Competizione. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shot in the arm until the F1 season. Maybe. Right? Uh, it's, just, it's just putting it in your mind. And all these things are like, you'll notice like how the Red Bull had like the giant Oracle uh, ad on the side. No, those liveries are going to be the exact same with like though that prominence for their sponsors and stuff. Like those were what clearly just doing? big gifts to them. What are they even doing then? They're not showing us anything. It's just a billboard reveal. That's no, I, in a lot of ways, it was really just a big sponsoring. Like that Oracle deal with that Red Bull has, it's like worth like a hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest sponsorships ever. So it's, you know, I mean, they're just giving them their their time. Well, I, I'm more excited about the St. Petersburg Grand Prix because that's first. So we'll see some. We'll see Aero McLaren first. We'll see the Indy cars first. So I'm as far as open wheel racing goes, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, onto the sim side of things. Uh, just just today, uh, Greg West from iRacing uh, revealed uh, a very little, little, little update. Uh, a picture of Skip or not Skip uh, Formula V's at uh, Emola in the rain. Emola, uh, kind of update Emola. Emola. Uh, updating. Yeah, updating don't, don't don't make me the only one. That's right. I'm, I'm a damn American. You all uh, cultured people. <laughs> <laughs> Snappy well, comeback, right? It was a it was a snippet of rain stuff that we. I mean, we we all we had was innuendo through to Daytona. You know, uh, mysterious code pools and things like that. Um, Still, what it looks like though. It it. I mean, all that really did for me today was I wish I could say it got me more excited about when it's coming, but it gave me more anxiety that the equipment I have, specifically PC wise and whatnot, well, is going to be wildly uh, that, yes. inadequate. And especially from a, from VR users, it gives you FPS anxiety. <laughs> but also, uh, it looks, I mean, they said they made progress. I'm, I'm assuming they're, are they individually doing tracks and cars? Because it looked the same as the, other than the, the, the uh, rooster tails of water, it looked the same as the previous preview we had back in like August. So, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. It, it looks like there was a puddle in this picture. I said there, there were, there were similar I puddles know. in the other pictures, yeah, the first sure. pictures that came I out want, in August or so. There was a deep looking puddle at Emola. That I, I know what you're going, where you're going. I was thinking there, well, they have all of this scan data. So there must be an algori- algorithm where the 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 water knows where it's going. They know where it's going to pull up on knows. track. The water knows. <laughs> the, the the sim knows based on an algorithm, I'm sure, and the data where the water would pull up on the track. Really, <laughs> it took me a long time to get there. The deeper the puddle, the more hydroplaning. Well, yeah, I would assume. Yeah, the more will we get the more water the tire rain tire has to to push and move. Yeah, the, will we and see a, the spray will be more and less? That I don't know about. 
I would hate to see like a generic just. It'll probably. I mean, it's it's at the end of the day, it's not real. So it's, it's, at some point, it's go- it's going <laughs> really, to don't, don't what, it's what going conversations over. Yeah, yes. what are you doing? <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not real. What? There, it, what I'm yes, saying is, there's a limitation to what can be recreated. Bradley just runs up to kids and tells them Santa Claus doesn't what, exist. What's really going on? Don't play this for your children. What the, what the word? <laughs> Trigger warning. No, uh, I mean. I was going to wear a I, ring. I jacket. think it's. I'm of the opinion. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm of the opinion they're going to do a great job and it's going to be good. Yeah. Yes, there's they're, they're not good, rushing. Yes, but they're they're going to be bugs. It doesn't matter how long it takes them. They could wait five years. It could be the star citizen of sim sim racing. That's a deep, that's a reference you can Google <laughs> on your own. It's a terrible. Yeah, reference. somebody Google star citizen, you'll understand. Oh, God. But you know what I mean. It, it, the, the, it doesn't matter how long it's in development. There's going to be issues to be ironed out in a full crowd of, of people racing and like an endurance racing and such i mean i'm sure they're not going to dump this on us at like the 12 you know 12 hours of sebring or some endurance event and then make us work out the kinks and beta test it right there because you know you know how that goes you know how that works out i would say that I mean, just like uh the new damage model for the cup cars that was bad how, how long has that been that, that was back. That was like, oh, everybody, we got new damage model for cup That's cars. What over a year ago now? It's still not returned. It was so broken they released it. Still, it's like they said we're not even going to try. Not a, not, a not even going to attempt it. Yeah, that's not a bad point. Yeah. yeah. So what if what if rains that way? They they pump it up, get us ready. It comes out, but it's so bad. It hurts the system so badly. It's not optimized, and then they just take it back. From Rob, us. You're, imagine that. Imagine you, them giving it to us and taking it back. Do you know enough about technology, Rob, as an IT guy, to to where that they wouldn't would they wouldn't they be able to know that that would happen before they implement this in the to the public? That would, that, what it would kill people's systems from a yeah, or something? Like that, they, right? iRacing caters to people running stuff on potatoes. You know what I mean? Like that's it's kind like of their thing. Chain. You know what I mean? Like uh, like ACC is known for just being terrible for just being intensively graphic or. So graphically right. intensive, sorry. Um, and iRacing's thing is <laughs> kind of different. It's, it's built on a. It's built in. <laughs> Rob just realized what he said. Yes, I did. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> a lot of blur. A lot so of blur. They would know how to do it there. right. But like, I also considered like the new Grand Turismo is going to have dynamic weather with rain, and they're going to have like advanced radar systems, like we talked before. So it's like. Why the hell can't you do it? Yeah, yeah. Others do it. Yeah, flight simulator can do it. Just turn the. Uh, if it. I hear flight simulator one more time, <laughs> uh, just turn the stands off. Like lower. I, mean, I assume some of us with basic Ugh. systems will have to. Don't do. Don't do that. Make some adjustments, but. Or maybe you, you just have to need someone watching for me who, who with the better computers. So like Tyler doesn't have the rain turned on, but we just have to tell him when it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler. <laughs> that's that's the nightmare. All right, Tyler. You're hydroplaning. Yeah. Make sure you All right. The track is wet. And nothing is moving. <laughs> oh. Just picture. It. I just want a squeaky windshield right wiper sound. And I want that sometimes oh. too. <laughs> just be sitting there, man, the tires are just falling off. Yeah. I, I want to be able to adjust the speed of my wiper and I want it to sound I doubt like a that's going to be a thing. How? I'm sure it'll just be one speed. It's they so funny that animal. Tyler won't use ACC right now because the amount of detail they no. put in. Like when you drive on ACC, your your windshield wiper, you can see it waggling in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. And they get going down straights and yeah. stuff like. Mm-hmm. But yet it's not as good in VR, they say. Oh, it's terrible. 
so I, I'm not even going to bother. So that that scares you for iRacing to go in that direction, does it? It does because if they make it, you know, it's already touch and go even with good equipment on a higher end VR headset. Uh, to I mean, it scares anybody to make any changes because you don't. Some people are just barely hanging on with what they have, despite that it, it can run on a potato. Like me, you, I don't. Not many people, and there's certainly a lot of people that want to to play it on the higher settings. They want all those extra things because without that, I mean, it's you lose some sense of immersion in, in a way. So True. if if you start dialing up, oh, it's now we now you need this to run this. Now you need this to run that. You're either going to push a customer base away just by necessity because they may not be able to afford what they need at the moment to upgrade and it's already expensive enough as we established or you're going to it, it's really my point is just it's a bit more another barrier of entry how about let me just leave it there okay I, i'm not going to try to make it more intricate well, i'm going to argue with that it's though. a barrier to entry. i'm going to argue with that yeah but it could also be something shoving someone out a door too not just stopping them from getting in like there'd be people who are just like i'm not playing on this outdated shit anymore that's true too yeah you don't so you, you don't want to play in our 2003 yeah you need to constantly update but bradley yeah. I, i'm going to disagree with you and argue that uh when have we all not spent a boatload of money we probably don't really have to get better stuff. Well, that's true. People are going to upgrade because we have to anyway. Hooked, I mean, that's hooked, how technology works. Well, you, I you have that. to upgrade. I understand that. Yeah, but you're going to want Do you? to. Do you? Understand you're going to want to. You'll find a way. You'll use a firm or something to break down your cost. There you go. You'll find a way. It's what everybody does. Uh, if you're in this to begin with, you've got some resources, but it's you'll find a way to upgrade. One way or the other. Rob Rob has kind of won me over because he's right. You iRacing cannot forever stay the way it is because you look at any game from ten years ago and look at it now. And iRacing has made some graphical improvements, you know, throughout the years. Um, but still, if they stay stagnant, yeah, it's it's just not gonna work. Well, because one day a game like ACC is gonna come along that is optimized perfectly for everything. And you're going to see a mass exodus. And an iRacing loyalist like myself is going to somehow end up on the track in that. Well, and let me explain. Maybe I'll be sucked Let away. me break down. I'm afraid of Let that. me break down why yeah. we're iRacing loyalists. And it come, really comes down to, there's two things it comes down to based on the landscape today of sim racing. One is the behavior of the cars when you're watching and replay. iRacing is the only sim I've ever seen that has truly realistic looking physics and reactions and such with the car when you're looking out from outside you're thinking of the camera view yes um it looks everything looks proper whereas there's an uncanny valley kind of thing with the others the other thing is and the big thing which uh with dave david perel and sim grid is sort of He's, solving he that says a set of course that has the better physics for gt3 cars the physics though but not visual movements so driving physics is what I would say. He's he's talking about. He's the, yeah, yeah. So and he's probably I'm sure he's right about that. I would, of I would he trust is. He's him. a driver. Yeah, yes. I'm not talking about driving physics. I'm talking about visual. What looks good to you as a yeah. viewer? Yes, as a layman yes. viewer. Okay. But the other side is the cohesive people in a in a race, like the sessions, splits, things of that nature. There's no other sim like that. I mean, it's a common sim grid kind of solves that. Exactly. That's what I said. But. It's you know it may not be entirely there, whereas iRacing it's all already established in there. Yeah. So when something comes along that does checks all of those boxes and it's optimized and it works well in VR, I think iRacing's done at that point. 
unless they can keep up. And they, to their credit, they've what they made that acquisition of another some sort of, t- of company, yeah, yeah they've game been, design they've been company, a couple so, companies. Yeah, yeah. Been busy. so there's there's stuff happening. They they have to know. And I say all this like they're going to go out of business tomorrow when they grew what I can't even tell you how many, yeah how many yeah. percentage over the last two years. I mean, I'd say no matter. I mean, if I I mean, let's say they release rain in a month and my equipment that I've it's two years old. I mean, it's a very basic PC that will run what it's running now. It's upgraded the RAM, but as far as your hardware and your tech to to get to where you want to be to, to feel like you're racing, you know, as best you can in a sim. Uh, if, if they came out with rain in a month and, and it just wasn't working for me and I was checking out Bradley's setup and seeing how much, how immersive it was for him, I'd figure it out. I mean, it may not be the wisest decision I make, uh, but I would, I mean, it's, it's something that's become important to me. It's something I spend a lot of time on. Yeah. I've improved other hardware, so I'm going to improve the hardware I need to improve. And it's going to be a worthy investment because it's it's a, a, a solidified hobby at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like anything else. Yeah. You can only have so many significant hobbies. This is one of them. For, for anybody listening to this show, it's a significant hobby in your life at this point. Well, that's in that, right? I don't know about you guys, yeah. Rob and Patrick, you could speak speak for yourselves, but I usually at some point during the year, this past it was Formula Wheel here recently. It was the Fan, Fanatec stuff in general last year, the rig, uh, a PC, but every few months I'll, I'll scour the internet and I'll come across some sort of product for sim racing. It's like, oh, I want that. I, I need to have that right now. That would that would do so many things for me, but I can't afford it right now. I was so literally I'm doing this yesterday. Yeah, Rob, Rob, I flirt with it. He, I'm with I look at it. Mean. I'll look, go to the website where it's at. If it's Fanatec, well, I'll go every there. Every other day. Look at pictures of it. Every day, oh, I'll look at the angles of it. I'll, I'll move it around if it, if it'll let you spin the product picture around. Spin then I'll around. go to YouTube the next day and watch reviews of it. Then the next day, I'll look for more stuff on the internet, read reviews, read comments. Then the next day, I'll go rewatch the videos that I've already seen. I'll do that for six months. Yeah, and yeah. then I'll. Maybe, buy the I'm product. the same way as Brad. Yes. Like, I think there's like a. Yes. There's Bradley like a. Will look, he'll look up where he could sell blood plasma. How much is blood plasma yes. going for, go for these days? And then I'll get it, and it'll be such a surreal thing to have the thing that I've I've read about, I've looked at for months, I've watched video reviews. It's in my hands. He's on the I've edge. Got, I've got they, they say there's like a stat where it's like eight, the average person buying something online will go back and look at something online eight to nine times before they end up buying it. How about eight me and to Brad? Yeah, me, me and Bradley are bringing that number way up. It's, really like, <laughs> yeah. it's probably like three or four, but me and Bradley alone with just going back and pondering over Rob, that. Rob, if a fanatic wheel could charge me with felony stalking, it would. <laughs> Monday launch your income. You, you would have multiple counts. Yeah. Uh, but right. you understand my process, and I bet a lot more people than are, are care or willing to admit go through that same process. You slow walk yourself yes. into things. The thing is, you know what you want, and you want to keep that. You know, there's things you see that you just you kind of brush past, and you don't ever look at it. You want to keep that excitement, even though you can't afford it, or it's not obtainable, or it's not wise to get at that moment. You want to not lose the interest and the enthusiasm for whatever it is. That's why, honestly, I do that. I keep watching the videos. and I think you're just a sick man. 
I think he's like me and Bradley have never been closer, isn't it? This yeah. <laughs> I think something's wrong with you. If I could reach through the computer and high five. <laughs> what is wrong with both? We're gonna start a support group for materialism. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are just on the, you're on the edge of uh, I don't know something. On an addiction. Yeah, we're on the breakthrough. We're Bradley's rotating Patrick 360 view of objects on the internet <laughs> nonstop. I don't know if I'm Patrick doing that so much as Bradley, but <laughs> I'm just more that like I'll fixate on something for a yeah. long time. <laughs> How many interior views of, of a car can you look at on the internet? A lot. Oh, apparently a lot. Quite a many. But All yeah. All the different angles. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that's 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 how I make my choices and deal with my sim racing stuff is you just you kind of take in the research and the you know, hey, here, what do I want? What's the best value? What's the best thing for me? You take the time. You don't make any quick decisions. The opposite of impulsivity. Yes, and you feel like you, you know, you got the best for your for your dollar. Um, and when it costs so much, that's what you need that confidence in yourself after you buy it. You don't so, want buyer's remorse. So it's like a slow build up. Yes, build up. Yes, build up, build up. Yes, and then it just explodes. There you go. Okay. So, and then you have. A fancy new wheel you have whatever equipment you want so i mean and there's any number of things i'm i'm still fascinated with the the number of peripherals there are for sim racing that are Socks, out there shoes exactly so gloves. i mean eventually we're going to delve into all of them fire suit. every you single get one a fire suit bradley i made that i comment. won't be shocked if bradley i saw I, I swear i uh i was looking at making bids uh speaking of operation motorsport mm-hmm. they're they're auction that uh, they did yeah, there was uh david askew yeah there was a fire suit on yeah, there and david i'm askew. certainly i don't i wouldn't imagine it was there to be worn it's obviously a, <laughs> but probably a, a collecting wear. item <laughs> but uh, my wear. first thought no, i you're, you're not joking my first thought is i looked at it i'm like uh, i wonder that if would, that'll you looked up how tall he was yes you? you looked up how what if it'll fit me <laughs> i did i really did because that that hey there's there's a guy on the the medicine road challenge league uh Stephen Miosk that Miyak Miyak that were there's no ass. <laughs> I, I know. Uh that were helping either way, so you're both yeah, right. <laughs> Rob, Rob's on top of things. There's it's too much for me to manage, Rob. <laughs> yeah, right. Too many moving parts. But I mean, if you're someone that's into the immersion, you'll you'll stop at no length. So that that's to bring it all back around to equipment. Yeah. If you're into immersion, you get the gloves, you get the socks, get the shoes, the racing shoes, you you'll you'll stop at no expense. To get that feeling, other than just going out and buying a real Hyundai Elantra TC car or something <laughs> yes. like that, but yeah. I mean that's that's where it is. The sky's the limit. You know what I mean? And there's always things that could be invented and developed. Yeah. Um. And there there will always be people like us that will spend the money and that do the, and do the six months research. So basically, it's short. If I racing upgrades to the point that you need to spend a lot of money to to be able to continue to it's, participate, it's going to happen. It's going to be spent. at this point. It's going to happen. If yeah. you if you're not into it already. Like I said, barrier to in, barrier to entry. Once if you're, you're already in, if you're hooked, you're in. That's it. It's like it's like anything else like that. Yeah, you know, it's like real, like we talked about earlier with Elliot with real hole. driving. Once you get stuck down the rabbit hole, you're you're there. Yeah, it's, it's just gonna happen. Chris, You'll find a way to Chris make it work. Walsh said that to us, uh, I believe, in in VIR. Same thing. Yeah, it's it's deep. <laughs> it's deep. Yeah. Once it gets a hold of you. Oh. F1 season is approaching, and uh, the into the Apex Formula One Fantasy League will be back in 2022. This time exclusively on Grid Rival. 
Download the Grid Rival app on your phone now. Get ahead of the game and uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're looking at possibly being able to get those leagues going for this year in the next couple weeks, uh, but it'll be soon for sure. Uh, keep an eye on our social media, into the apex.com, Instagram, Twitter, and so on. Uh, and we'll make it very loud and out there once this league is ready. Everybody's welcome. You have to get in on the ITA F1 Fantasy League. Uh, you're definitely going to beat Bradley and Patrick, so you're already ahead of the game. Uh, so, uh, and, and Patrick's nodding on his camera, so there's no controversy there. You're going to beat these two guys, so you're at least not going to finish last. Uh, but first is a tall order because we may have some guest uh, folks in the league and some good folks in there. Uh, it's going to be a good year for the fantasy in the F1 season. Uh, but anyhow, we thank Elliot Whitfield uh, for joining us from Team Hardpoint, Operation Motorsport, uh, a U.S. Army veteran here in the United States. What a privilege to spend some time with him. Uh, can't wait to see him again. I, I sure hope and uh, do believe that we'll see him at some IMSA races this year in 2022 as we go on our road schedule. Uh, and uh, we'll hopefully have him on the show just to hang out uh, down the road. Uh, but check us out into the apex.com. Join the Discord. We'll be back next week here on the show. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com. <laughs>